Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. And on Global News Radio, you've heard me from time to time talk about emails and uh, how they're written and the fact that in my view, and it's not necessarily everybody's, but it's certainly mine, uh, that kind of communication is flat communication. Regardless of how uh, much you put into it, it's words on a screen, or if you print it, it's words on paper. They can never express what my voice is expressing to you now as you listen to me talk because I'm animated. And if you saw my picture, it would express that much more. And if I were there in person, you'd get the vibe from me. So there's a, a great big gap in terms of uh, how things are perceived between uh, a text and an email, an email and a an piece of audio and a piece of audio and the in-person presence of the speaker or the the author. So there's a, um, an article that I've been reading about a young woman in Detroit, Michigan, uh, talking about her email writing style, which uh, she describes as short and to the point. And it became an issue in her place of work as email evolved as the communication of choice. And somebody who was quoted in talking about communication because it is her area of expertise is uh, a university of Toronto professor in the Department of Social Justice Education, and her name is Megan Bowler, and she joins us. Hi, Megan. Hi, how are you? I'm doing well. Did did I describe um, written versus oral versus complete visual and uh, in-person communication and the differences somewhat accurately? Yes, I, I found that to be a, a good description. Certainly when we're writing email, um, uh, how do we know what the tone of voice is? Do we know that somebody is being, trying to be funny or ironic or warm? No, we don't. So very often, um, particularly women, might uh, try to inflect their email with some emotional terms or some uh, exclamation points or some emoticons, but that can lead to some trouble when you're in a professional setting, right? Why is it particular to women? Well, I think um, women, unfortunately, face kind of a contradictory double standard in our in our Western societies. On the one hand, when we inhabit the when women are in the the private sphere, one of the expectations, like uh, as far as taking care of children or being school teachers, is that we are teaching the moral values. We are the emotional caretakers, the ones who are taking care of all of those emotional needs. And men are supposedly in the public realm doing work and being rational and all of that, right? So what happens when women come into the public sphere of professional, um, you know, professional corporate workplace, et cetera, and we're doing this email work, um, we, we struggle with that double standard. Are we supposed to think about the feelings of the person on the receiving end? Do we want to, you know, mediate the effect of our, our intense words, say we're speaking to someone who's working for us, uh, do, how, you know, do we want them to feel badly? No, we've been taught that we're supposed to take care of that person. And yet, as we, as is described in the news story, you, 
were referencing. Uh, when women are very short and to the point, sometimes they might be, you know, accused in bad language of being aggressive or, you know, uh, too too harsh. And yet, um, uh, it's really a double standard because, uh, as we've seen in in cases where. It's, um, for example, a male colleague was accidentally emailing someone under a female um, name, and what occurred was the person receiving those emails thought he, thought they were receiving them from a woman and gave negative feedback and said, I don't like this tone, et cetera. Well, then when they found out it was a man, uh, it was no longer an issue. So simply by having a male um, signature or a female signature determines how that email is perceived. So the long and the short of it, Peter, is uh, we, we, don't, uh, we essentially can't win. We can be, women can be too soft in the email and get penalized, or we can be too blunt and get penalized. That's funny. Uh, some, I guess there's role reversal from time to time. I know in my own case, and I'll give you, I'll give you two ideas and bounce them off you. Mm. In my own case, I like to be uh, friendly in email because I'm so conscious of the fact that, uh, you know, if I say, hello, how are you? Somebody at the other end in, in a particular mood may say, oh, there's Sherman again saying, hello, how are you? Okay, right. which is completely different than hi, how you doing? Uh, right. And I can't transmit the hi, how you doing? As I yeah. said at the beginning of this thing, um, but I uh, so I, I try to say when I ask somebody a question, they give me an answer. I um, I might say uh, I really appreciate this, mm. or if I'm providing the information, I might say happy to help. Yeah, just because I think that it it um, transmits the fact that uh, I see all of it in a positive light. Now, having said that, I am doing some business and have been for the past month or two with a woman. She's outside of uh, the broadcast area, so I, I won't provide her name. It doesn't matter who she is. She's in the States. And every time I ask her a question, and it's usually me having to ask her a question, I get back, okay, or yup. That kind of thing, and I and it kind of peeves me, mm. but I I don't think that it's uh it's the sexuality aspect of it. I just mm-hmm. I just don't think it's an appropriate way to conduct communication. And yet there are a lot of people who go back to the in, uh, incipient days of email, which is what thirty years ago, mm. and we were told to write really short, quick sentences. It was all about uh, what we do today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Texting. Are you going to be there tonight? Yes. Right, right, right. So what's happened here? 
Yes, well, I mean, obviously I don't know what's going on for that particular person. It could be that, you know, oftentimes we are pressed for time in email, but I think um, to the extent that the gendered uh, norms and the, the contradictions that I described are at play, um, uh, unfortunately women um, do feel that they can be penalized for getting into that softer area of conversation in a business or professional email. So I could, you know, I could respond to you with telling you, um, you know, a more personal uh, response of how I'm doing, but that might come back and bite me, right? Uh, if my boss sees that and or another, you know, if you weren't such a nice, friendly guy, you might actually uh, take offense at me going off track from our business conversation and, and getting into this personal uh, touchy-feely stuff, right? So, okay, so you're you're in an area of, uh, of teaching where you deal with women's stuff Studies, you deal with social justice and which uh, one feeds into the other. Yeah. Uh, what, what are you when you have these conversations, particularly with young women, do you meet with resistance where women say, hey, the whole thing here that, that we're talking about is equality uh, in the workplace. Why are we having to do something special or are you teaching them to do something special? Interesting question. Well, uh, a lot of us will will mention the this um, this illustration of of the issues around quote unquote feminism and how it's become unfortunately a bad word. So you can be in a classroom or a, a public audience and say, "How many of the folks here consider themselves feminists?" and no one will raise their hand. And then you say, "How many people feel that women should be paid the same as their male counterparts?" and everyone raises their hand. Right. So, um, you know, it's often the case that um, that people, on whether they do subscribe to um, particular uh, beliefs, will will hesitate to use some of the, the the terms in our society because they have some negative association with it. But to your specific um, question, do people see this as? Uh, do young women see this as? Uh, I, I think what I'm, what we're increasingly seeing in in the younger generation is a great deal more acceptance of gender fluidity of of the idea that we should be presumed to be equal in in all that we do and yet um, I think simultaneously what we're seeing is that this generation does is not necessarily aware of the history of social movement struggles that have taken place in order to achieve the kinds of rights and equality that that we now have. Okay, so let's bring it right down to this. Last question, because we're running out of time. Are we in a position where we still have to imbue in female employees, or in your case, students, or in male employees for that matter, maybe you have some of those as your students as well, that email uh, takes on a life of its own that uh, can reflect back on, on uh, gender or, or sexuality, and that we have to be aware of that? Or, or are we trying to just shunt that aside? Absolutely. I think um, we do have to still continue to do this kind of educational work and speaking to the issues around masculinity, just as it's, you know, it's very unfortunate and unjust that women get penalized for appearing to be soft in their email. It's also very unfortunate that in our society, men are supposed to not be vulnerable, are not supposed to have intimate friendships with other men, are not supposed to be emotional or express their emotions. Though Those are as damaging to 
um, to our society and our culture, as are the constrictions against women and how uh, women are supposed to perform their gender roles. Oh goodness! I, you, you might have just heard me chuckle. It wasn't at you. It was. It was thinking of myself trying somehow or other not to express my emotions. Not possible. Thank you so much for joining me. All right. Take care, Peter. All right. That was uh, Professor Megan Bowler. She is with the University of Toronto, uh, where she's involved in the Department of Social Justice Education, and uh, talking about the fact that uh, there's a difference in professional emails between uh, those sent by men and those sent by women. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.